0: looking to accelerate your acting career, to stand out from the pack, join host Frank Fawcett as we ignite your acting career. Our show is 100% listener supported. So if you've gotten anything out of the show, please consider supporting Ignite Your Acting Career at Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash ignite your acting career, or you can do a one-time donation at cash app. Cash app is dollar sign faucet media. Um, by doing this, this will keep us, uh, bringing you the content that you love from ignite your acting career. Uh, we've got all types of levels, uh, all the way from $5 monthly to a hundred dollars per month. You get general, uh, support ad-free content. You can get a one-on-one career console with me, live streams, added content. It's going to be really nice over there. So go ahead and subscribe on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Ignite Your Acting Career. Hey, what's up? This is Frank Fawcett, host of the Ignite Your Acting Career podcast. I want to thank you for joining me for another episode. This is a real good one. We've got a special guest today. Our guest made her first appearance on network television in 2005. She appeared in shows including CBS's CSI, New York, Cold Case, FX Network's It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Law & Order, to name a few. She also starred alongside Al Pacino, Mila Jojovich, Robert De Niro, Jessica Simpson, Nicholas Cage, and many, many more. Katie's repped actor in all major markets and also part of sag After She works as a voice actor, and uh, one of her most notable roles as a voice actor is as Soup in Minecraft Story Mode Season 2. Additionally, she's a podcast host, author, environmental activist, and women's empowerment advocate. Katie always brings positive energy, passion, and excitement to all of her engagements. We're more than welcome to have her here. Katie Chanakis.
1: Hey, Frank. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. Thank you thank so you. much. Yeah. yeah. Welcome
0: to Ignite Your Acting Career. Thank you for doing yeah. this.
1: Yeah. You have a cool voice. Um, We were talking about Clubhouse a moment ago. So do you yes. ever uh, drop into the the voiceover rooms for Clubhouse?
0: Uh, Briefly, briefly. Actually, a friend of mine in Atlanta, she re- recommended me. She was very passionate about the voiceover game for a while. And um. Yeah, and so I, I started checking you guys out in the voiceover rooms, and then going over to the actor rooms. It's a great community on Clubhouse. If you're not on there, definitely,
1: sure. definitely. I'm a, a, my la- It's just my last name, Chinnakis. If you all want to follow me and, and tune in, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. very was, cool. Yeah, I actually did an episode, kind of talking about the new uh, Audible apps. You know, the the I guess we call them audio apps, right? Between that and Spotify's competitor app. Um, and then the impact on, you know, these great conversations, because sometimes I feel like they just slip off into the atmosphere, you know,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're
0: not recorded for, like our conversation will be. Yeah. For, for historical purposes.
1: Yeah. Well, well, with the craft of acting, you know, um, to understand and identify with the actual work and the craft mm-hmm. um, and have the education and that strong platform can lead you into being a great voiceover actor. And nowadays, you um, you know, even before the pandemic, but even more now, everyone has a treated—not um, everyone, but you know—a professional voice act, over actor has um, a treated space, home studio, um, oh, yeah. and and then knowing the tech and having the equipment. Um, you know, obviously the talent is number one, the the craft of acting. But as a fellow podcaster, you know, having the tech stuff set up. Editing things—it's—it's it's one slice of the pie. So right. you know, it's a part of it now, not just yeah. showing up to the agency to do a read, but knowing how to edit and have the the professional equipment, you know, in your home.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you're you're exposing me now. I need to treat this room for a little sound. Actually, that's that's oh. one of my next missions, my next home projects. You know.
1: Oh for no! Sure. For podcasting, it's great.
0: Oh, no, no, no. For voiceover too. That, I mean, I'm going to be doing some more voiceovers eventually. Cool, right? cool, cool. A, Yeah. A pretty rem- memorable uh, Bud Light campaign that the TV voiceover part was done by Michael K. Williams. Uh, rest in peace. So, mm-hmm. yeah. it was. Uh, but it was great money. <laughs> it was amazing. I was like, mm-hmm. I need to do this every day. <laughs> so you
1: must be union, right? Are you union or not? Yes, yes. I'm yeah, right. union money is real good on those residuals. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So, Katie, tell us about yourself. Tell us about. I, I like to think of this as like an inside the actor studio type Ooh. podcast. Oh so, wow! Yeah, tell us about Katie from the beginning.
1: Wow. I mean, I, I, how how many um, hours do we have here? As long <laughs> as you'd like. <laughs> we can yeah. Stay here all day. Yeah, well, um, you know, I've been venturing in a part of the entertainment industry for over two decades now, so I'm so excited about that. In 2020, I had this huge, uh, you know, self-reflection. I think a lot of us probably participated in that deep reflection um, for transformation and self-improvement, I hope. But uh, in 2020, I was in my childhood home where my parents, you know, raised us, and it was 20 years that I left for m- my blueprint of my little girl dreams with mentors and the ambition of acting and comedy and drama and meeting people and all the glitz and the glam of it all in the red carpets mm-hmm. and, you know, um, modeling and music and just poetry and just seeing the world and everything. So circling back around. Um, You know, as a child, I grew up Greek Orthodox Christian and my uh, grandparents came over from the old country from Greece to America to provide a better opportunity for us for, you know, for my dad and his siblings. And then my mom and dad met when they were kids, they were just teenagers and then they had my sister and me when they they were teenagers only so they were a lot
0: of responsibility yeah
1: yeah. and i i couldn't imagine being 18 19 years old having a child or two i mean (laughs) or two
0: wow right (laughs)
1: right and my parents did and so um i they came from very humble beginnings and they went to work 40 hours per week Uh, you know, waking up, going to work, making sure we're off to school, we had lunch money or, you know, a packed lunch with the brown paper bag most of the time. And, you know, going to school and then coming home and we had our hours of independence. And then, you know, mom would come home, she would decompress, prepare dinner, dad would come home, we would have dinner together as a family. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there's something really sentimental and beautiful about that tradition, just, you know, breaking bread and having family, um, a family meal together, we always had that. So I guess it was a part of the, you know, tradition. And growing up Greek Orthodox Christian, we had the culture and the language and going yes. to church. And so a lot of times, um, you know, the sermons were always in uh Greek. So sometimes it was, Um, there's like modern day Greek and slang and language, how people have now, and then there's, you know, ancient language. So some of the times when, you know, the priest is, you know, speaking from the Bible, I wouldn't comprehend and understand what he was saying, but I felt Mm -hmm. this deep, profound essence of faith and hope and, you know, tradition and family values of coming together and, you know, being under a congregation which really gave me a solid rock and platform to be this soul seeker, you know, growing up with the Greek poets and Greek mythology. And then having that space of independence when my parents were at work, I was able to just sensorily be this um, sensitive artist and observe Mm. what was happening around me. um, And, you know, Later on, I found I'm an HSP, a highly sensitive person. 16 to 20 percent of the population are HSPs. I'm really? an empath. How mm-hmm. did you
0: find that out? you take that the test? Uh so, Myers briggs Is it Myers briggs
1: No, um, I read this book. Uh her name's June, and it's called HSP. There's this book. Um, and it's about, and you can Google it, HSP highly sensitive persons. 16 to 20% of the population are HSPs. I'm an empath. I'm very intuitive. I feel I'm a, a light worker. I'm a, I've always known, like I feel this is kind of going off for a second, but I feel in life I feel we have like so many people are on the search to find their purpose. And I feel mm-hmm. we have multiple purposes while we're here and we can transform to having right. new life and new energies and go on different paths. I feel like we have more than one purpose. So, but at a young age, I knew I just had a deep sense of knowing that one of my purposes, and this was an infinite mission, but one of my purposes earlier on was to be attuned as one of God's angels And to be the beacon of light and hope um, for others. And by putting such a responsibility on myself was one, first and foremost, a gift. But two, uh, also a a weight and a pressure that I only put onto my own self thinking I was like the nucleus in my family to people, please to make everyone happy to
0: becomes a burden. Yeah.
1: Right. And I'm, na- I'm named after a Saint Kiriaki is my name. Like I'm named after my Yaya, who's my best friend, my dad's mother. And she's wow. a Saint, Saint Kiriaki, and she's a martyr. And so I took, on, um, and, but now I've had to check in with her and I was always paying homage and like respecting her in such a way that no one else knows about, but it's my interpersonal relationship with self. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. another dynamic is what is your name? Where does it stem from? How were you name this? Why? What's the root word of your name? Like I was looking up my friend Zuri, who's Israeli, and it yes. means the rock in, in Hebrew. And uh, my wow. friend David, it's, you know, the king of Israel, David. Like David. what wow. is, the? It's, it's like, and you see him, he's like this powerful God of LA. And it's like, he's just <laughs> so powerful. And it's like, but he embodies, The gods of LA.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: he embodies that spirit. And I feel as human beings and as artists, We're on this journey and we, you know, can take it, take it on and use it as, as gifts when, you know, when we're cultured and we understand like our roots and a part of us as actors is understanding where we're from, where we are, where we want to go with those characters. So know thyself first, right? Know thyself Without and from within, within and from without, and that's how we build characters. Like you know, um, Adrian Brody and you know Leonardo DiCaprio. And when you see their work and how they prioritize, you know, I remember I was very
0: lived in. It's very Mm -hmm. lived in work. It's very lived in. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, and it's you know, it's very specific. And that's the craft of acting, right? And once you do all that research, then when you like maybe five years later, you're like, okay, I'm done with this role. But maybe five years later, you pick up sentiments of that body of work that you've already energetically done in the past of laying the foundation where you can pivot and shift and add different things for characters based on this new character. But you've already done the groundwork because maybe you've worked on a character like that two or three years prior, you know, or maybe back to back on a film or a TV show.
0: (laughs) And the character has changed you for life. That's the other piece of that. You know, like we take pieces of these characters with us. Mm -hmm. I talked about that in a previous episode as well.
1: Yeah. 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 Mirror reflection. Definitely. Mm -hmm. It's about learning and growing, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you, you uh, came up with a spiritual background, which informs your work and your outreach. Mm. Um, What, what was the next step that you, uh, did you, were you always a performer or as a child, did you decide I'm going to make it to this place one day where I can touch millions you
1: know? Yeah. Yeah. The outreach, so the ministry,
0: yeah. if you will.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so um, when I had that calling and that knowing that I was one of God's angels to connect with people right now, even if I met them for one minute, five minutes, five years, 50 years, I wanted to be, make an impact for a lifetime for infinite, right? An exchange of energy, of souls, right? To, to Just to have that imprint that I leave and they feel a bit or a lot better about themselves, inspired to yes. shape shift and, and, and lead their great life, whatever it is for the individual. So that's right. my impact in and world and, and how I like to utilize my voice, not only um, in music, um, in language, in poetry, but in, in the craft of my acting as well, the roles I choose, the, the roles that attuned and come to me based on if when I see it, how can I take the, the, the text that's on the, the paper, you know, and then make it come to life and give the, the transfer of energy that's not on the page, but use my own experience to share that with, you know, the audience you know, is right. is really important for me because it's, a, it's an energetic responsibility. Like you can turn on the TV and watch anything as can I. But what right. do we, which tone network programs do we choose to show up to and attune to every time, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't want to put out things that aren't going to inspire people and teach them or they're not going to learn something from the story. I, I don't want to do work that's just like, you know it it just comes and goes, and it's not memorable
0: right, right. That's a great uh, <laughs> that's a great point. that's a great position that a lot of actors end up in, you know, yeah, and um I think it impacts them greatly throughout their career. They can't and make that connection to work that actually is is fulfilling to them, you know, yeah,
1: and I think what you just said and what we're sharing right now is that that infinite line of awareness and desperation of just wanting to work and take anything just because you want to work. And I understand that hunger and it's like, I don't care. Just get me on set, but it's like having that hunger and getting me on set, but not ripping down my self-worth, not going against my own, you know, Boundaries of what I don't attune to and align to for the de- de- uh, desperation of of work to be mm-hmm. seen or yeah. to get uh, a short term paycheck that we're not taking with us when we leave here, you know. Right. Um, and I feel a like
0: mooring a mooring a, a kind of a rooting to, to yeah your, to your principles your core principles right.
1: So so when we do that and we have some kind of um, efficacy inside and confidence and knowledge of our self-worth and some kind of knowing and confidence and we set our bars at a certain level and maybe you know just above our own level too you know not to have the ego or a super ego coming in to be better than anyone else but just having a certain standard to to be so rock solid that just cuz someone else might try to take you down i'm not going down with you and you can go right. down if you want to but this is where i stand and having a solid platform to spring and jump off of into the world right yes. and then people and the universal law will respect you when you respect yourself
0: for sure absolutely i believe that 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 is very important because i mean it it kind of it kind of prevents you from making decisions that might not be in your best interest mm-hmm. when you have that type of, that type of foundation. Absolutely. And okay. How do
1: we, how do we start that? How how do we start that work? Where do we go? Which I've been lost. And it's like, where do you start? And I found so it very simple.
0: Did you take some type of uh, training for this or did you uh, like some people do some healing or some type of, you know, uh, <laughs> practice that, that actually leads them to this path of enlightenment? Let, let our audience know. Yeah, we can,
1: we can go down the tunnel and talk about it. But I, I, the, the, the quickest, shortest answer I want to say, because when I laughed is the school of life from trial and error. And that's why I show (laughs) up to, (laughs) yeah. And that's why I show up to, you know, if I can share 10 years of my experience of hacking it, so you don't, you you can do it in one. That's why I'm here.
0: Absolutely. To pave the road. Hope did that, so hopefully you won't have to go through that.
1: (laughs) That's what he said. That's so cool. Yeah, we need we need to meet up and do something. That'd be super (laughs) awesome.
0: (laughs) Exactly. See that, Jay Z,
1: call Frank and me. We're making we're we're down. We're making it happen. Hope,
0: hope, come on together. Call at me. (laughs) Yeah, what's up,
1: Beyonce? Call us. We're here.
0: Right, exactly. We love
1: you. Yeah.
0: I ran into Beyonce in the most random place. Uh, well, it wasn't random, but I was in New York. And mm. like, I just see six, seven of a bodyguard walking and then this little lady come behind him. <laughs> I was like, oh, Beyonce. Mm. I was like, oh, this mm. is before the, the beehive and everything. You know,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But
0: uh, it was really nice. She was a really nice person.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't I think you would remember if you saw Beyonce in person. So I, I do not think I've ever seen her in person, but I remember being at Mr. Chow in Beverly Hills and her dad sat behind us. And it was like a big deal. Like Oh, dad Matthew, was there. Matthew
0: knows. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know if he that.
1: still re- re- manages her, but at the time he was managing he her. He was, he was. But she that's wasn't cool. there.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. man, that's pretty great though. That's cool. Okay, so Mr. Chow, so you, you're you LA mostly or are you kind of back and forth? What's your- uh, Ficoso. Ficoso.
1: To I have, coastal. I have close to, uh, places, um, both places, uh, which, and it's always been my desire to be bicoastal. So, oh, um, yes, I'm yes. living that dream and it, it took, um, you know, a, um, a lot of determination and focus to make those things happen. But I want to answer, you know, your question that you had about, um, you know, some of the things that led me to, um, that path, um, which is, but what I want to say is like, one step at a time one step at a time and yes. and that will accumulate more of what you do want and so mm-hmm. to you know to answer your question of um, some of the people i attune to caroline mice myss she's a mystic intuitive if you download overdrive app they have a deal with the bookstore yes. you can download up to 30 audiobooks per month for free it's so cool and so Very cool. I love listening to a lot of audiobooks. Obviously, I'm a podcaster and I love podcasting and listening oh, to podcasts. Yeah. yeah. So um, I love audiobooks. But Caroline Mice, who's from Chicago, who's a mystic intuitive, mm-hmm. she um, has over 10 books on there that she reads herself. And it's so healing. And um, they all have YouTube channels and she has a, um, a each TED of the Talk. Books,
0: each of the books has YouTube channels? Or The, each the of people the I'm about writer. to mention, okay. right, 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 yeah,
1: like Esther Hicks, Abraham Hicks. She has a YouTube channel. She's on Spotify. She okay. has a podcast. Dr. Joe Dispenza. They're all on YouTube. They all have podcasts. Um, I think my yeah. sister
0: mentioned a couple of those people. Yeah, my mm-hmm. sister. Shout out to you, Adrian. Uh, yeah, she's yeah. been on her journey recently. Absolutely. So.
1: Yeah, and speaking cool. of sisters, my sister Anna. She's turned me on. She turned me on to Dr. Joe Dispenza. She turned me on to Naval, N-A-V-A-L. She turned me on uh, to Naval, Tim, yeah, yeah. Tim Ferriss' podcast. She turned me on to him. Yeah. Um, Dr. Huberman is like, you know, my latest craze the last like six months. He's amazing, um, you know, neuroscientist over at Stanford and okay. he's awesome. So, you know, these people have YouTubes um, and they on YouTube and they have podcasts. So um, just to research... And to take all the information in. But it's not only, you know, being surrounded by education and listening and attuning to see what vibes with you. And then whatever doesn't, leave it the wayside. Like,
0: right,
1: no judging, no comparing, um, you know, because it's a death threat when we judge and compare. But take what attunes and aligns and then just, you know, le- let everything else go by the wayside. Um, yeah. But... Yeah. The thing is listening and taking it in and comprehending it, but then applying it, hacking it, applying it,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: getting in an action as an actor, trial and error, testing these things out, start messy, just do it. Cause in our mind, the imposter syndrome in our mind, we want it to be perfect. And trust me, I come from a background. I'm number two on the Enneagram. And so my wings is a one perfectionist, and three, like Diddy, image. Everything's like Oh an yeah,
0: image. <laughs> Diddy's in there on the image.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, like, okay, so one of my very first opportunities, um, you know, going on an international tour with 50 Cent and G-Unit, you know, uh. you know in in europe and south africa
0: in what capacity what did you do
1: opening in, up for 50 in g oh, as a rapid. singer okay you're a singer mm-hmm. that's right spoken yes. word poet yeah ah cool so i went on tour with them in 2007 and 2008 and there's videos on youtube but yes. chris lighty god rest his soul he's not with yes. us anymore r.i.p you yeah. know chris lighty right oh my god yeah do so, i know him personally
0: no oh okay
1: oh but no. his name though right yeah for sure yeah chris lighty and I mean, he represented 50. He represented Diddy. So yeah. 50, 50's all about not the show. 50's like put the money in the bag, run like let's go. <laughs> Diddy was all about like, you know, his offices uh, in New York City, having the white yes. party, everything being glamorous, you know? So Diddy's more of an image person to where this day. Yeah. Right, whereas 50 he's like, you know, like he's not very showy in that kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um So, but yeah, I'm a number two on the Enneagram and the enneagraminstitute.org. You can pay $10 and take a test. It's 140 questions. And you can see Ennea, it's a Greek rooted word. Um, Ennea means nine. And on the Enneagram, we're all of them. But based on our habitual patterns, not how I want Frank to perceive me, not how I want other people to perceive me, but based on my habitual patterns now, not not how I was, but now you take mm-hmm. a test of 140 questions and it tells you which number's more dominant. And when you know your number
0: Right, you can kind of craft your life around that, right? I'm
1: number two and mm-hmm. then so my wings one and a and a three. So if you, let's say, mm. were a four your wings would be a three and a five.
0: Got it. Got it. And then
1: it goes more in depth, but let's and just So start, you make choices in your,
0: in your career based on this this, 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 uh this classification right as far as like what roles to take or like what kind of acting you want to pursue or projects you put together
1: well that's a really great question um and i want to i want to i want to share something with you but before i do as a two and i come from the heart center knowing my wings uh, that i can be such a perfectionist or everything had to be so perfect with my image i would have the imposter syndrome to not proceed and do things. And I stopped myself for myself so many times. And I've missed out on a lot of roles. I've missed out on a lot of opportunities with networking and people because I stopped myself for myself and my ego. I was so stuck that I had to learn through the Enneagram. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to learn through the Enneagram and through some of the people I've mentioned and through life and trial and error to dismantle being so perfect and everything being so meticulous in such a way to let go of control and to get out of my own way and to allow life and how things are supposed to be because when we have an exact vision of how we have something we could be missing out on fruits of labor and fruits of beautiful things that could be coming along on the path so that's how it's been detrimental and i've stopped myself however nothing's wasted i can take all that and apply them to my roles now i can be Knowing of the person who self-sabotage, I can be of the person to know what it's like to be so perfect and so amazing and so flawless. Like, right. look at me right now. If I was still in my imposter syndrome of everything having to be perfect, I mm-hmm. wouldn't have showed up with my hair half wet, I well, wouldn't looks have good. showed up
0: it's
1: nice. <laughs> so sweet, but I wouldn't have showed up with no makeup, I wouldn't have yeah. showed up like you know, I would have showed up with not just one light but two lights on me here. Mm-hmm. But since I've evolved. It's bigger than me. There's more to life. I'm. It's not about my own insecurities in that. And if anyone's here judging me, oh, like her hair is messed up. She never hair done or she's not wearing any makeup. Like those are people who are coming and judging. And when we do that, we're just judging ourselves.
0: Absolutely. It's a little projection. It's a little projecting that goes on. And that's that's really rampant through the acting profession. You know, Mm -hmm. if if we're honest about it, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that kind of You know, I remember this one time through a showcase, it was a very talented actor who just so happened to be sharing a car with another actor. And
1: uh wow, that's a nice friend.
0: Well, no, this is just during showcase time, but uh he was kind of having to share the car to go to meetings for her, and he wasn't getting the meetings that he wanted for himself. And like once he did get the meetings for himself, he was a sweetheart and right back to normal. But it was just it was just mentioned to me. It was like it was really weird that he was kind of acting like that. So Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of like, you know, that that can follow you out throughout your career unless you address it. And it sounds like you've definitely addressed it.
1: Yeah. And those are the thank you. And those are the important things in life to grow, to learn and grow through them, to lean in because yeah. there's these insecurities and limitations and things that keep coming up, the irritations. And what do we want to do? We want to turn away. We want to avoid it. We want to shut it down. We don't want to deal with it. And um, we can keep in that cycle and that's just going to keep magnifying. And then the monster is going to keep growing. The irritation is going to keep going that the emotions are going to keep getting bigger and bigger. But then when we actually hit it head on, like, okay, you want to you want to come like what's up like let's go let's but approach it with kindness and compassion and curiosity instead of like a butcher knife I want to take you down boom like you know what I mean and it's like or you just need or you might need to slay it you know Fifty you just,
0: Cent might take you down with a knife now
1: yeah oh my God he's such a teddy bear he's so yeah. sweet
0: I bet I bet yeah he's, it's just yeah. like yeah he's, he's, so he's so misunderstood
1: <laughs> he's aren't we all
0: and he's a producer now isn't that amazing now oh, he is like
1: yeah. i was there in the birth of it all when it happened when when he started cheetah vision i was there when he came up with the name in 2007
0: um
1: oh yeah yeah yeah. i was i was a part of that whole thing he performed at sundance at like
0: what was the name of your group that you were uh, uh, touring with
1: oh so the group i was touring kate under katie coco at the time now i have the sophisticated psychos which is became more than just music, yes. it's a production company at where I direct I and produce. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's it's really mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: like you were going to Coachella. <laughs> oh oh <wow>. yeah. <laughs>
1: Hashtag selfie. That was a short film. It won a couple, um, it was in the film festival circuit, it won some awards. Yeah. Uh, and then during um, Coachella um, in 2020, since there was no cella, it's like a thing. No
0: cella, yes. You know, no cella.
1: <laughs> and it was a thing. And since Very there good. was there was literally no cella just for, you know, for funds, just for, and I'm like, okay, so I have some time. I had my editor break up the short film, which was like 16 to 17 minutes into um Episodic. Three, three minute episodics to have it be six, six episodes. And I released it three weeks before Coachella, during Coachella, and then two weeks after Coachella. Wow. Just so if anyone was searching about Coachella during the, the exactly. trend of the moment, yes. they could probably be entertained by it since they couldn't guys, actually be there. And we actually shot it at Coachella, so.
0: let take a listen. That's brilliant content marketing strategy in the 21st century. When somebody is looking for something, please make content on that something, you mm-hmm. know? It will be beneficial for you, absolutely. Yeah, so, okay, that's very cool. That's very cool. So, all right, hashtag selfie. So, let's go back a little bit before that. And you said you worked with one of my favorite actors, Robert De Niro.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What was that like?
1: Really cool, really cool. Um,
0: did they kind of come up to you, you know, do, do a little, you know. <laughs>
1: I had more interactions with uh, Al Pacino in that round.
0: With Al Pacino? Okay. All
1: right. I worked with them both. I love Al Pacino, too. Yeah, same. Uh, I worked with them both in the same scene. Uh, Was that Righteous Kill? Righteous Kill. And it was an epic moment because... It was an epic moment because um, I was told through the grapevine they hadn't worked together since the previous film called Heat. And I was told they weren't even in the same scenes in that film.
0: Whole movie. No.
1: But they've had their lives and their careers. And so that prolific moment of working with both of them at the same time was, I knew it was an epic moment that was a one-time thing, Mm. but it's encapsulated in the entertainment industry, in the body of my work and their work to have that prolific moment. It kind of really sets the precedence of, who you are as an individual and what you attune to and what you align to based on circling around or what I said earlier, when you set that bar for yourself at an early on pace. And if you didn't set that bar, you can check in with yourself right now today and set that new bar for oneself. That's the exciting thing about life. You can always attune back and set yourself to a new bar for yourself. Because some I, through my journey, I'm like, oh my God, this bar is so high, I can't even reach it. Like I cut people off so much that I wouldn't even give them an opportunity. How could I give them an opportunity when I couldn't even give myself an opportunity?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Tough,
1: tough lesson to learn, important lesson to learn. So set the bar. And since I set a bar for my career, when I'm on set, I, when I was a kid, I'm like, oh, my dream to, sh- to work with De Niro and Pacino and the same thing. That wasn't a dream that I had. However, <laughs> right. it was one of the dreams that I had. When you want dreams to happen, those like when I said those unexpected pleasures that come about,
0: right? And those, you couldn't that was call a, it. You couldn't call it exactly how it happened.
1: Yeah, know? but it was a manifestation of wanting a dream, of wanting something great. And how, how much better does it get of entertainment industry with working with two legends of De Niro and Pacino? And and he he to answer your question, he just had this composure of himself he would just he's just so solid and he's yeah. I want to say almost of like an introvert like his mm-hmm. energy wasn't exuding out it, it his work is just more here just really in so, himself you wow. know um great and, film
0: actor you know
1: yeah and being on set when when I was on set with him when I wasn't working not everyone could be on set he likes a, a very close set the only people who are there are there like the only people right. who need to be there
0: necessary crew only you
1: yeah know. and and he's working and um and, and and it makes total sense now he must be an empath and intuitive because um you know there's the fourth wall and so he must be very sensitive to energy you know to have a very quiet set to only have the people who are needed to be to be there so it's a sacred moment so he's in the zone and respecting who he is, and he set he must have set his own bar to be who he is and where he is to right. to have those boundaries so he can do his best performances you know right, right. yeah,
0: we could tune a lot of the noise, turn it off mm-hmm. and just focus you know mm-hmm. he doesn't want to get hounded for you know autographs or you know would you like some water or something every five minutes he's probably just like I need the grips, I need the or to be director triggered. the writer
1: or or to be triggered once, once a human being is triggered, yeah. it can set you off. I know if I'm, if I'm in the zone and I need to be in the zone and if I'm triggered, I mean, I could have this burning desire in my heart for the next three to four hours. And I, I don't like taking an anxiety pill or something for that. I don't want to take anything right. or, you know, an altered state of anything. I want to be in tune. So it, Mm -hmm. to be that sentimental and in tune of the character, you know, and if it's something very specific and it's not a raw, you know, you don't want to be set off in that way because it just gets in the way of whatever you developed for your, your part, you know, whatever the role could have been.
0: Right. The research you've done, the leg work you've done beforehand. Yeah. To get yourself prepared. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: It's a lot of pressure, you know?
0: Yeah, man. Well, you got quite a resume. I mean, that's just Mm -hmm. a, Dude, peace, piece of the piece. <laughs> any, any other highlights you'd like to bring out? I mean, I'm, I'm just looking at some of the shows you've been on, like Westworld. Man, how was that? And um, well, yeah, honestly, um,
1: no, honestly, uh, I haven't really been on. Uh, I've been on the set of Westworld, but I haven't been on uh, Westworld oh, as see, an actor. I, I right, was right. actually a model. Uh yes yeah i was a model so it was the first episode and i was uh as a model sometimes you're a body double a and so i was a body double for one of I've the lead actors so yes. Yes. um but it was really cool being on the set it was a really for futuristic sure. cool set yeah
0: right you know they got all that special effect background and like it just looks all modular yeah it's gotta be awesome mm-hmm. that's cool and then we also share cold case together we both did cold case i um I did Cold Case way back when. Who was the casting episode.
1: director when you were on it?
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> You're going to test me on that one. Um, Which year? Jesus. Uh, 2005? 2006.
1: Barbara Forentino, Rebecca Jerry.
0: Oh, yes. You think so? It was them? Yeah. Oh, Those yeah. are my I definitely ladies. know them. Love yeah, them. Sure. Love
1: them. Yeah, boss. Bosses. Love them. Yeah. Barbara Forentino is now the head of casting at Hulu
0: oh really okay Mm -hmm. i gotta drop my stuff off at hulu you know hulu's got some great programming too by the way
1: oh yeah definitely yeah
0: yeah, absolutely Mm that's great so yeah so you you know your your market because i kind of go back and forth between markets i've been in atlanta i've been in new york i've been in la
1: are you represented in atlanta
0: uh right now not well technically yes i have Mm -hmm. a agency that's based in LA but it has an Atlanta office. Okay. So, cool. yeah. I'm cool. kind of Yeah. Foot in that market. I don't know. Did you ever do Atlanta or
1: I'm represented in Atlanta, New Mexico, LA, okay. and New York. I'm represented in all major markets. I'm a local Guys, hire everywhere listen as to well. That.
0: Listen to that. That's the mm-hmm. hustle right there. Mm-hmm. That if you have an agent in every market, you should have be busy, you know what I mean? That and- is Yeah, enough i mean like just the local hire part in itself you
1: know uh shout out to the bankston talent agency lily is the bomb.com during the pandemic i got represented in new mexico Mexico. during a pandemic yeah you know netflix a year ago they did that um it was like um, a huge deal a 10-year contract that they did with netflix they shoot stranger things a bunch of other shows there and then last november during the pandemic in 2020 they dumped another billion dollars into it so oh really uh, into
0: new mexico uh, in particular yeah yeah,
1: i mean it's online you can read about it so i think uh, i think they dumped uh, a billion dollars initially and they did a 10-year deal and Mm. then in november 2020 they dumped another billion dollars into it uh and then um Shonda Rhimes, boss lady, showrunner. What's oh, it yes, up? Oh yes,
0: yes. She's,
1: I think, the very first uh, showrunner. Deal. Not only is she the first female showrunner, but I think she's the first showrunner to do. A, she had a four year contract with ABC, and that expired. And then she is the yeah. first, I think, showrunner to do um, a deal with Netflix, Bridgerton, yeah. yep. and you know she has a deal with Netflix over there. She's the first showrunner to do uh, a streaming service. Deal, I hope to meet her and work with her. I love her, I love her so much, and
0: people have followed suit since. So she's a trailblazer for sure. Great, yeah,
1: yeah. And uh, the first film she ever wrote was Crossroads with Britney Spears.
0: Oh, wow, really? Yeah, 20. I think I had a friend that was in Crossroads. (laughs) Let me see who was in the cast of that.
1: I love Britney, she needs to come back to the movie. She's so great,
0: yeah, man. That's
1: Oh, yo, if she had her own, own TV show, it would be such a I know she would be such a hit. She had her own TV show.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I mean, you know, people are interested in that, but that's kind of going that that non- You think she would do a non-scripted or uh uh I, I think know.
1: we I think she would be great at comedy scripted.
0: Okay, really because of
1: her voice and she's such a caricature, like she character caricature character. She's just and we've
0: got a voice actress on the line too yeah. here. This is, Let's hear your Britney impersonation. <laughs> you got one?
1: Oh. oh, baby, baby. Oh, oh God, you're putting me on the spot. Um,
0: no, I'm good. I'm good. No, I, I
1: definitely felt like Britney Spears in the studio many times. I've definitely felt like a Marilyn Monroe in the studio,
0: right? The yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's, I'll, it's I'll give you. I'll choice. give you
1: something. I don't know if it'll be Britney Spears, but it goes pure. Light's what I radiate You know how I gravitate Higher powers on collaborate So we meditate Going non-stop Then repeat the mantra I don't mm. eat the lower mm. levels All my homies on top Yeah Higher forms Going where the light is warm What you fighting for? There's a fire That's inside is pure Try igniting yours You should be your own prophecy Everything in harmony This is our philosophy Yeah What? Okay.
0: What? Okay <laughs> Yeah this is, this is your This is uh, Katie, Katie Coco come in. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, Kiriaki. So, uh, Katie, no, Katie Coco. Yeah. The,
0: when you were touring, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, now I have the sophisticated psychos for about nine years now
0: uh, right, right, right. that I
1: created with Nikki Scorpio. He has this, uh, he's doing a solo project. It's called the regular. You have to hear it. It's so I good. heard
0: it. I actually irregular? It. Yes. I did. Oh
1: yeah. It's all about being irregular, celebrating yeah, the weirdoness in you. And
0: yeah, he it's comes just, from I a link cool... to it some kind of way. I saw it on there. Maybe Go. it was suggested.
1: Great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I
0: think I saw he was in a video with you. So I was like, who is this mm-hmm.
1: guy? Yeah. 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 We've done some projects together and he's a great editor. All the projects that you've seen, yeah. Couples Therapy one and two, season three, we're about to release the improv comedy lockdown web series that we did in March of 2020. Yes. Um, he edits all of it. All the music is a sophisticated psychos. So he puts the music, he does the editing, the post-production yeah. stuff. He's also the male lead in Couples Therapy. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Yeah.
0: So, so, do you you have an improv background as well? Yes. I, mm-hmm. I fashion myself an improver at times as well. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: I went the, to the, uh, UCB and you know oh. the West and all that stuff. Yeah.
1: Oh, dope. Okay, so I great. went to UC, you, um UCB as well. I went there. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Cool. Yeah. Upright cool. yeah, citizens
1: citizen's been great. But great. Hmm
0: brigade mm-hmm. yes we brigade sorry. Which, i mean i wish they would open back up man i'd like to be back in that energy again you know mm. like you know we can't do a lot of live stuff these days but i mean mm. i just, just there was a period in my life where i just went to a show every other night you know and just yeah. soaked it up you know and it yeah. was amazing you were just around mm-hmm. the energy you was like all oh, these people are going to be famous and they're going to be in a bunch of tv shows in a minute <laughs> right
1: yeah yeah i loved uh the i love i love the new space that they open because literally yeah, it's there's so much more space you're not like breathing other people's sweat and energy yeah. but there is a dopeness about like the original space the, as well right. you know to, yeah. being boxed in with everyone but that's not yeah. happening right now but
0: i know yeah, yeah. I, I didn't get to experience the new space because i was in uh, atlanta at the time i was doing the east coast tour but <laughs> but since they opened tour it for what well, no, not a tour for a show, but I mean, I, I call it my tour because I, I hit the East coast and then I hit all of the places on the East coast, you know, but, uh, you know, I do a couple years there cause my family's still back there and, um, Atlanta, New York, Go. DC. Yeah. That, that whole thing. But anyway, that's cool. That's really cool. So, so you guys kind of met and just formed a collective. Cause I noticed that you also started doing uh, live audio versions of your, um, uh, of productions where you got more involved in the writing and producing of, of the scenes. I I'm, I think that wasn't selfie. That was the other project, correct?
1: Yeah. So right. in uh, 2014, Brie Larson, a lot of uh, comedians, uh, we're at the SAG Foundation in LA, and yeah. they were talking about the boom of taking anything your cell phone, just start creating content. Yes. And I saw Blue is the warmest color. The lead actor, she's half Greek, and she was talking about the director and how how he had them have no makeup, right? And mm. so um, then I I produced my first short film through the union. I played the lead. Um, you know, I directed, I produced it. And um, it was, it was a sag After project. And I, I did what she, I was, she was such an inspiration from the, from the SAG-AFTRA uh, foundation that I thought I'm going to do. It's going to be this young girl who's in love and tormented, who like has all these ambitions, goals and dream. And then she gets a boyfriend and experiences the emotions of, jealousy and prescription pills and drinking and partying all night and then the insecurities of social media and stuff so it's an exploration of those kind of emotions which i really wanted to get out but i wasn't getting the role so then i just uh, created it on my own as a self-starter to make it happen because i needed to get it out you know sometimes you just need to like get it out and if 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 you're desperate to get it out if someone's not going to give you the opportunity you have to create the lane for yourself so that's what i did and that could eventually be a, a movie or some or a show or something like that. Probably more of a movie. Um, mm-hmm. And then I created um, with Nikki Scorpio, Trigger Flaws. And it's like a modern day Carol Burnett where it's comical, Lucille Ball, but it's yes. educational where it's like a variety of music. And like, but c- coupled with the the spirituality of today, Green Juices and Shamans and and it was a <laughs> scripted yeah. web series. And we shot the pilot in um, episode number two. And then that's still on back, that back burner, which is a scripted show that could, you know, be a possibility to hook up to a the network. the irons in the
0: fire, yes. Put the
1: irons in the fire. So yes. we have that. And then um, I met a producing partner that I met in 2016, Alessandra Levy, and we were East Coast, West Coast. Uh, masterminding once a week, talking, exchanging, holding each other um, accountable, showing up for one another and for ourselves. And did you get this done? Oh, you did this? Congratulations. I acknowledge you, you did this. Okay, cool. All right, check in next week. And we, But we talked about mind, body, spirit, not just one avenue, but like, you know, yep. our health, our personal life. But the main thing was like attending uh, uh, to those so we could be clear and focused and we would support each other if we were stuck in certain ways. Oh, check out this book. She taught me about overdrive. That I'm right. a walking, talking billboard for now. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so we, we we ch- share this information and we've been doing that, you know, since we met. And so then we came up with the project called Green Beans and her and Nikki wrote that. And that was going to be kind of like trigger flaws, but taking place in New York City. And we pivoted because we're all voiceover actors. Like, right. I was like this um, amazing. He pivoted
0: during the uh, pandemic. This was
1: before the pandemic.
0: It was before even. So
1: Green Beans was before the pandemic where it was going to be in New York and I'm this, um, you know. Sex in the City. (laughs) Fabulous. Sex in the City, fabulous, but voiceover star, like Nickelodeon's calling me for this project. And and she's my best friend and she does voiceovers. And I'm like, I said to her, I'm like, you know, like, what do you want to express right now? Like as a producer director, like, what do you want to, sh- what what character do you want to bring to the forefront to show off your skill sets so then people can see it. And then you can show your talent, your talent through whatever you want to show your talent through. And that's how I cast my projects when I'm, when I'm bringing talent to work with. Great. And so then uh, pivoting from that, we created um, when the pandemic happened March, 2020, out, there's something called actors access and oh yes free at three, but it's 12 o'clock if you're on the east coast, right? But it's LA, Atlanta, I mean West Coast.
0: Oh, okay. So they do it like a live event A live. It,
1: it was Monday through Friday, every single day, three PM Eastern Standard time, 12 mm-hmm. PM Pacific. Hmm. Adjust according it was just years. like kind of the a reading.
0: It was kind of a reading or you bring pieces or what what was no. it?
1: It happens now. It's only Tuesdays and Thursdays. It's Tuesdays and Thursdays. You can get on the email list for Actors Connection. People from Sony, casting directors who are casting the biggest projects, producers, all agents, managers, branding experts, uh, host experts, different people come. Now it's Tuesdays and Thursdays. They recorded them all. They were all on Zoom. So they recorded them all. So now they package and market it. If you weren't a part of it, if you didn't know about it, that you can go and like for a small fee be, have access to see them all to get yeah. the information because before meeting a, a, legendary casting director and feeling their vibes and their do's and don'ts and how they are, their breed and their <laughs> yeah. nature of what they like when you come to their office and when you read for them, you, you just didn't know. But having yeah. this insight during the pandemic to show up and viscerally sensorily see and hear them was yeah. so profound it kind of eliminated a lot of all these unanswered questions inside and, um, and, and so really- basically
0: it was more like a workshop kind of vibe or- for one yeah.
1: hour mm-hmm. wow. and and you could put in the chat and ask questions and they answer the and questions. They answer
0: them of okay. course yes everybody yeah. was available during that time you know and it's kind of the the blessing of that time too because it was enlightening for a lot of us
1: it, that, for that all of us
0: that was yeah Um,
1: yeah and in clubhouse they did that clubhouse do the
0: same thing yes Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. on a regular basis yeah and you're right it's like i i used to have friends that were best friends with casting directors and i never was that person i was like you know like (laughs) the casting director doesn't want to go to dinner with me but but they would be best friends and i was always kind of like what is that situation because they all have different personalities they're people just like us and that's what we realize and you just have to find the vibe with the person that you're vibing with you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah yeah I, that's what that's what happened on clubhouse and i, I assume mm-hmm. that's what happened on free at three
1: yeah right? and it's still happening on tuesdays and thursdays now and you can get on okay. the email and sign up and show up and l- they'll, they'll give you like the month listing of who's going to be there so you're like oh i'm going to show up for this agent i want to show up for this casting director or, or i don't want to show up for this but you can yeah. select and choose but what happened? Was now, were since- you able
0: to showcase yourself at all, or was it just pre- purely chat questions? Or did you make a connection afterwards? This for the the audience here.
1: Well, that's how I met Lily Banks in my talent agency in New Mexico. Ah,
0: okay, very cool.
1: I was on a free at three with her, and uh, that's how I met her. And I emailed her right away. I followed up, and the energy she just bounced. She loved what I said. That the value that I learned that from her being there. That mm-hmm. Then we set up a Zoom. We did a Zoom. We were on the phone for an hour. We talked. She sent all the paperwork. And now she sends me out for virtual auditions. And my manager's in New Mexico, has a house there and a guest house in the back. So I'm a little- Oh, I'm so you a- got
0: two people in New Mexico working for you. I
1: got, a pa- I got a manager during the pandemic as well.
0: Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. Guys, listen to that. Yes. Yeah. I also talked about that a couple episodes ago. I also did the exact same thing. Virtually- mm-hmm. Uh, virtual times are opening up opportunity for us if you go after them. But I'm interested mm-hmm. in New Mexico myself because what do you do then when you go there as a local hire? Do you have people you know there or do you, you buy a hotel mm-hmm. or what do you do?
1: No, my manager has a house there and has a ah. guest house in the back. So um a couple of awesome. his clients worked on this Clint Eastwood project and so they come and stay in his guest house. So I actually have a local, you have to have a local address. So I have right. a local right. address there because right. I was, what I was going to do in the spring, because I was asking my agent, Lily, I was like, hey, like, um, you know, um, about LA and New York and wanting, knowing the booming market in Atlanta and New Mexico, I wanted to be in the in the eye of the target be and be be present waiting. and yeah. actually be there and show up and be a big fish in this new, new language of a pond. There's only a couple casting yeah. directors in New That's- Mexico. They did get a lot
0: of that breaking bad bad stuff, right? Didn't they get a lot of work? I think they, yeah, I
1: think they shot there, yeah. So I feel like
0: some actors did move there
1: briefly, mm -hmm. yeah. But
0: I wonder what the pool is like there. Like it it sounds like Atlanta, two thousand six. Like
1: it is, it's very new there.
0: I'm writing down some information. I'm gonna, yeah, (laughs) it's
1: new there. And so she told me, oh, wait till the spring because of the pandemic. And the spring it'll be busier. Mm-hmm. And so I was going to go and move to um, New Mexico and be there. But then I got a manager who has a house there. So I didn't actually have to physically go wow. there and and get a house.
0: See how that kind of played itself out and it worked out.
1: But it's what we were talking about earlier, setting a bar and And having a a projection of what you want and starting messy, get past that imposter syndrome and just take one step at a time and just start doing it. And things will actually manifest and work its way out without it actually you doing like the hard work labor of it. It just, it's a part of your collective consciousness in your team.
0: Yeah. And when it's right, it's right. I mean, I can't, I can't disagree with that at all, Katie. That's amazing. That's great. So cool, cool, cool. And then you're also in uh do you have uh people in New York too or are you doing New York at all?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so I have a in a commercial New York.
0: agent in New York and um I'm trying to figure out. I'm with Buckwell in New York.
1: Oh, dope. Cool. Shout
0: out to you Michael Raymond. Um nice. but I, you know, I can't do like like in-person auditions for commercials and I haven't been getting They're not in shit.
1: person. They're right. um they're virtual. virtual.
0: They're right. But I'd have to pick up everything and go to New York if that happens. New Mexico is much more reasonable to me. So mm-hmm. looking for somebody on the West Coast to kind of get the commercial thing cracking again. So mm-hmm. yeah. What about, we'll
1: KMR? what about KMR and um, LA? They're a good agency.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I met with them out of school way back when. But yeah, they're amazing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have a whole new team there now.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll check them out, man. <laughs> Katie, it's been great. We've we've uh, hit our time. I could talk to you for hours, obviously. But yeah, uh, this has been nice. Thank you for joining me. Any uh, last things you want to say or where people can find you on the Internet or elsewhere?
1: Yeah, with my cross-country running background with short-term, medium-term, long-term goals and the trajectory of you know my two decades of in the entertainment industry, I do yeah. industry coaching with people. So it, even if it's a one-time conversation and I give them like work to do for the next month or the next six months, yeah. I coach people on their individual journey. So Chinakis.com is my website if anyone wants to connect more one-on-one. Also, She's All Over the Place podcast has three seasons. So yes. there's a lot of... Uh, free valuable information on the podcast specific episodes, and if it's something very specific, uh, a person can email me, um, you know, through my website, and I can attune them to a episode they could possibly look at. But also, the titles says the the topics pretty clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. yeah and, and that's then I'm available
0: on- everywhere. Yeah, Apple, Spotify's more on Amazon now too. I just got added to Amazon, guys. Oh. Amazon yeah (laughs) go listen to ignite your acting career on amazon too
1: so so yeah Yeah, then i'm on linkedin uh twitter and instagram so you know katie chanakis or Trinaka's people can find me on a social media front to say what's up
0: yeah okay well go follow katie everybody this has been ignite your acting career i'm your host frank fawcett thank you katie for joining us and yes i have to say
1: one other thing uh You know, for the viewer and uh, the listener tuning in, I would love to know, I'm sure Frank would like to know too, how we've ignited your
0: career career.
1: and your mission. And I just want to hear some words of inspiration of anything maybe you've picked up along the way. So definitely like drop comments and leave a five-star review for Frank. And, you know, and, and let, let, let frank know and he'll hopefully tell me of how we added some value for you in your journey and we would love to add more anytime in the near future
0: for sure for sure you've got our social handles we're ignite acting pretty much everywhere ignite your acting career on instagram and you can send us an email and that's the most direct way ignite your acting career at gmail.com uh once again i'm frank fawcett katie Chinakus. <laughs> I had to practice that. Chanakas. You got it. Um, Thank you for joining me. And we're out.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.